At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm, and he is Amal Shaw. Amal, we just got through week two of the NFL, week three of the college football season. A lot to talk about today. Yeah. But first, let's get to the Monday night matchup. 0-1 Detroit Lions go to Lambeau to face the 0-1 Green Bay Packers. The line on this game, Amal, has gone from 10.5 to 11 to 11.5, sort of settled back in around 11 with a total of 49. Do you have any interest in this game tonight? Not really. I'd probably be more ex- uh, excited if it was Wisconsin taking on the Detroit Red Wings or maybe if it was <laughs> the Brewers and the Tigers. But uh, let's see if Detroit can actually put out a game here and be competitive for an entirety of a game. You know, that last game we saw against San Francisco was not indica- indicative of how the game played out. They end up coming back down 24 with about two and a half, three minutes to go. So give them credit for fighting until the end. I think it's going to be a tough spot for them going on the road to Lambeau. Packers really need this game, Mike. I expect to see a good showing. We saw several good showings by teams that were with an 0-1 record uh, over the weekend. I would expect the same out of Green Bay. Well, the, the Lions head coach said this week leading up the game, he expects Green Bay to bounce back with a big performance this week. So I don't know how great that is for, for Lions backers in this spot. Jared Goff last year, the Rams won a playoff game, and then they went to Lambeau to play the Packers. They were unsuccessful. Do you lean Packers because of Goff's uh previous track record at that field, or is it a t- completely different situation? Completely different situation. I also think when you look at it, this Packers team needs this game. You you know, look, Tampa's off to a fast start. Tom Brady's already got nine touchdown passes. They don't look like they're going to slow down all year long. We see Dallas is also a team that looks like they're going to be competitive. The Rams off to a 2-0 and start. Uh, so if you are Green Bay and you're going to keep pace in this NFC, potentially to get home field advantage into January, you need to start winning these types of games. 
All right, I want to. We're going to play eight burning questions okay. today: four on the NFL and four on college. But an overall question before we get to the burning ones: What team has impressed you the most this year through two weeks? Has exceeded your expectations the most? Well, I'd have to say it's the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, if you look at them offensively, to me, Dak is elite. You know, I, I saw a tweet by Dan Orlovsky, and I agree with him. He said he didn't think Dan, uh, Dak Prescott was going to be a great quarterback. I didn't think Dak Prescott was an elite quarterback. I think you have to put him in that category. I was completely wrong about him. He is tremendous. Love the way this offense is playing. Pollard was terrific in the backup role. Is is Pollard closer no. to Zeke than we think? Or is no, that no just it's funny because I talked to a friend yeah. of mine about it last night. If you look at the game where he started last year, yeah. he had like 12 carries for 12 yards. Yeah. There's a big difference. From being the changeup back? Yes, to the- exactly right. That That is so – it's instrumental in terms of that. You get the change of pace. They, they run a little bit more on the edges with him. Look, Zeke still wound up with 70 yards. They ran the ball effectively at about almost 200 yards on the ground. They did a great job as a team. The offensive line did get healthy, but Zeke's going to be your bell cow because he's the one who can get you those tough yards when you need them. Can Dallas go anywhere without a pass rush, though? No, it's going to be tough without Lawrence. But in today's NFL, it's almost about outscoring people. We saw it last night in the Sunday night game. Baltimore was able to outscore Kansas City. It wasn't like either team was stopping the other side. So from that perspective, I think the Cowboys really have a chance the division looks pretty weak. Uh, this Washington team, Mike, and I, I'm regretting not listening to you and taking the Cowboys at plus 155 uh, about a week ago because I think Washington's in serious trouble. I don't think they're going to be able to uh, take over the Cowboys this year. Dallas looks really good as long as they're healthy. And even though they have a lack of defense, I still think they'll be able to make enough plays where they can win their division. Which team on the opposite end of the spectrum has disappointed you the most? Ooh, great question. And uh, I... I'll tell you, it's hard to say. I don't really have an answer for you right now, but um, I don't know. I would say Pittsburgh, in essence, because we're supposed to, they're supposed to be retooled up front. I know they beat Buffalo, but what they they still yeah. got outgained by a large margin by the Bills. Raiders took care of business. I mean, you know, the Steelers really struggled for the most part in that game offensively. All right, let's get to the uh, to the burning questions. Four on the NFL, uh, and then four later in the show on college football. Question number one. Are the Vikings the best 0-2 team in the NFL? Uh, I would say, well, they're better than the New York Jets. So at this point in time, yeah, you'd probably have to say yes. I mean, there's not a lot of 0-2 Colts teams. Colts are 0-2. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're both kind of tied, right? But the Colts have had two home games, and whereas Minnesota's had uh, two road games, and they've had an ch- opportunity to win both games. I, yeah, I look at it that way. They went to overtime and fumbled the ball against yeah. Cincinnati, who's got awful, by the way. Uh, the, I mean, the, they're off. Try to tell was, you stay away from that Bears game. You're right. You, you you were right. I was trying to make an anti-Bears. So I, you know, look at They could have had Panay Sewell. They didn't want Panay Sewell. This guy's going to get, you like you, you said, he won't make it through the year. I mean, what did he get sacked? Ten times yesterday through three consecutive interceptions? But by the way, the reason I had to point out I was right on the Bears game because I was wrong on everything else. So that's, that's the reason I wanted to point that I'm, one out. I'm just lucky. They, they miraculously covered the teaser. <laughs> I, yeah, you know what's funny? I turned it off at 20 to 3. Yeah. I'm thinking this game's over. And all of a sudden, I see final score of 20 to 17. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, your, bo- your boy yeah. Justin Fields helped him out there with a horrific interception. I didn't see the interception, yeah. but he, I saw one play that he threw to Mooney, and I'm like, gosh, you got to catch this ball. He, he looked okay. We'll see what happens. I thought the Vikings deserved to win the game at Arizona yesterday. They ran the, I, I thought so, they too. They ran the ball at will. Zimmer's taking a lot of criticism for not running more plays and trying to get closer on the field goal. I'd make the argument McCarthy was worse settling for a much longer field goal. 
Well, you Greg know, the leg. You, well, you know, the camera was blocking him. He couldn't see at the 14 different places where they have uh, the clock in SoFi Stadium. Yeah. Give me a break. McCarthy has done this before. I think it was 2008 in the Metro, the old Metrodome. It was uh, Green Bay taking on Minnesota. They had the ball first down and 10 with about two minutes remaining. Minnesota's out of timeouts. They end up playing for a 54-yard Mason Crosby field goal. He misses it. They were down by one or two at that point. And I'm like, this guy's an idiot. And I, I've had this opinion about him for the last 13 years because of that single sequence. And he did the same thing again. He's fortunate he's got a kicker that's got a cannon of a leg that bailed him out. I think there's only three kickers that you could just say, all right, I'm going to let him kick a 50-yarder here and not take a chance. You Prater, Greg, uh, Greg the leg, and who's the third one? I would disagree with that. I would say Tucker. I th- You know who I think is really, really good? Doesn't get talked. Daniel Carlson. Oh, he's with, unbelievable for the Raiders. For the Raiders. Yeah. And he kicked in that in that tough environment. I know it wasn't really windy. Yes. It's still tough to kick long field goals on that long grass there. And then Butker for Kansas City is pretty reliable. But as well. Butker's reliable. I'll tell you who's really, really good. Nobody talks about is Chris Boswell for the Steelers. Yeah. Boswell's unbelievable. You mentioned those guys are all good. I I listen, we all would agree that Tucker's probably the best, but the other guys we mentioned, Boswell, uh, Carlson for the Raiders, these guys are all elite. But I don't know if Tucker has the same leg strength as Prater and uh, Greg the leg and these guys. In that Auburn, of course, we had a lot of money on, I did, on on Penn State on Saturday, yeah. and Auburn kicked a long field goal. When they lined up for it, a 50-plus-yard field goal, I said, well, they're going to make it. Auburn's had kickers for 40 years. <laughs> they said, just seem to always have a kicker every year. There are certain <laughs> programs, Utah, Auburn, they always have kickers. All right, question number two. The Broncos are 2-0 and and the Raiders are 2-0. and Will both of these teams, neither of these teams, or one of these teams make the playoffs? Uh, I'm going to say that the Raiders make it. And that the Broncos don't. Because one thing you remember, if you look at the Broncos schedule, they got an easy game next week. I think they host the Jets. Jets. Mm -hmm. Their October schedule gets a lot more challenging. But here's how I always look at these situations, kind of the argument I make against Clemson in college football. If you were to play the Denver schedule thus far, the Giants and the Jacksonville Jaguars, out of the other teams in the NFL, how many of them would be 2-0? The, the, the Broncos are 2-0 and as a favorite in both games, although on the road. The Raiders are 2-0 and as an underdog in both games. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the Raiders game, why we saw the money coming in on Pittsburgh was simply because they played a hard-fought game that could have gone either way. Ravens, you could have argued, that probably should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Raiders find a way to win the game in overtime, give them credit. Then you got a short turnaround. You play a late Monday night game, turnaround flying East Coast, uh, 1 a.m., excuse me, 1 uh, p.m. Eastern start time. So a little bit of a challenge there, but give them credit. They were the better team in that game by a large margin. Amal, there were nine matchups between teams that were 0-1 against teams that were 1-0. The teams that were 0-1 went 7-2 against the spread. We talk about overreaction from week one to week two. Do you think it's a good rule of thumb in week two of NFL seasons to just play the teams that are 0-1 against the teams that are 1-0? Well, I think you have to look at the teams, right? Let's start with Tennessee, for example, against Seattle. This is a team that expects to make the postseason. They've got a head coach in Mike Vrabel whose goal is to get to the Super Bowl. They're not one of these teams that's already on the clock. So you expected a better fight out of them. They got embarrassed. Mike, think back to last year, and, and I remember you know, some people made this argument that it was the same situation. It was not the same situation. When the Jets got embarrassed in Seattle and went down to Los Angeles and beat the Rams last year, Different scenario in the sense that, hey, you get embarrassed, you're going to come out and play well. And the same thing applied to Tennessee. They were down in this game. They fought back hard, and the defense came up with two critical stops, the one with 24 seconds remaining, and then the one in overtime where I thought it should have been a safety to end the game. Forget having to wait uh, for Randy Bullock to kick the game-winning field goal. But give Tennessee a lot of credit. I was impressed with their fight. Baltimore at home showed a tremendous amount of moxie. You know, they fell behind early. I was impressed with what they were able to do. Also, you look at this um, other matchup here. I'm not going to give the Bears much credit. I mean, they played Cincinnati, so let's not go overboard on them. But I thought Buffalo, that line at three and a half, I didn't like it. I still wouldn't have made the play, even though they dominated. I should have thought back to last year when they dominated. They scored 42, I think, in Miami. 
this team played extremely well, and they absolutely just crushed the Dolphins. The two 0-1 teams that didn't cover against 1-0 teams, the Cleveland Browns, who didn't cover that big number, yeah. that 13 and a half, and then the Falcons, who didn't cover the big number as well on the other side of it against uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, but the, let's start with the Falcons real quickly. They were in that game. It was 28-25. They get the ball inside their mm -hmm. own 10-yard line. They sputter, and, they, and then all of a sudden Tampa just rolls over them. In the Browns game, let's be realistic about a couple of things. The reason why the Browns won that football game is, one, Tyrod Taylor got hurt. I'm not saying Houston wins the game if Taylor doesn't get hurt. But I've told you for a long time, I said Tyrod Taylor is a difference maker because he doesn't turn the ball over. You know, Pete Carroll used to say this when he was at USC. Our goal on offense is to protect the football and defense to take away the ball. And you can't win games if you don't have the football. And they, he does a great job of protecting it. The other hindrance that the Houston Texans have is David Culley. For people that are unaware about a situation that happened in the game yesterday, it's third down and 15. They complete a pass for 14 yards. It's offsides on the Cleveland Browns. So you got two options. Decline the penalty, fourth and one at the 49-yard line. Either you go for it or punt. Or third down and 10 and just run another play. He chooses to go with fourth and one, Mike, and punt the football. That is a fireable offense right then and there. Come on, give me a break. How can you be this dumb? How, isn't there anyone else on his staff saying something to him about this, though? No, it's the same people that coach at Stanford, the same people that coach with Algro, uh, Virginia. No, yeah. hey, coach, what the hell are you doing? All right, you referenced the game with the Dolphins uh, and the Bills. Final question for NFL's burning questions. Do the Dolphins need to make a move to acquire a quarterback if two is going to be out for an extended period of time? It doesn't matter whether two is out or not. They've got an acquire quarterback. This guy is not going to win you uh, games in South Florida. The bottom line is he is a good quarterback who's tremendously accurate on crossing routes, but other than that, he's not going to be able to do much. He's not a deep ball thrower. At Alabama, when he threw deep balls, guys were wide open. I think you have to start looking towards the future because overall, talent-wise, you've got a pretty good squad. Miami's an attractive place to bring in free agents with the no-state income tax, and who the hell doesn't want to live in South Florida? I teased the, the, the Dolphins up. I believe if Tua didn't get hurt, they were still getting run out of the run out of the. Of the yeah, it was player. over quick. It, it was over very quick. All right, when we come back... Amal's going to guess some of the player props on tonight's Monday Night Football game. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. 
Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Let's play Amal guesses here. We'll do a couple quick ones on the Monday Night Football props. Aaron Rodgers passing yards tonight, Amal. Uh, I'm going to say probably about 275. I, I'm I'm going into this blind with you as well. We're going to see on the screen. It is. Why don't you just tell me the answer? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? 282 and a half. Okay. Very close. That's <laughs> yeah. no play. How about Jared Goff passing yards? Uh, probably about 240, 235, 258. Okay. Within the 10% margin. Would you go under there because of that? No, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't touch that one. Come on. Okay. Aaron Jones rushing yards. I didn't even know Aaron Jones is still in the league. No, I'm kidding. I, 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 uh, 57 and a half. 72 and a half. I'd go under. All right, there's an underplay. Yeah. We got to play out of them all. <laughs> DeAndre Swift, your boy from Georgia. Rushing <laughs> yards. I'm telling you right now, be, <laughs> yeah. we, be wary of those dogs. Um, DeAndre Swift, uh, I'm going to go with the same guess I had earlier. I'm going to say somewhere in the 50s. Let's go with 55 and a half here. Same thing, 72 and a half. Another I think that's a misprint. I think that's a misprint. Devontae Adams, receiving yards. Uh, 90, 93 and a half. Ooh, that's a little high, isn't it, Amal? 88 and a half. That's okay. very close. We'd, we'd say correct. If it was <laughs> yeah, exactly wrong right. <laughs> TJ Hawkinson. Uh, probably about uh, 50 yards, 50 and a half. 54 and a half. Yeah, 54 and a half. Uh, A.J. Dillon. Uh, about 46 and a half. Very close. 39 and a half. And then uh, Valdez Scantling receiving yards. Well, does that include drops? 
Potential yardage dropped. Um, Over under two and a half drops. <laughs> uh, let's go with Scantling at about uh, 64 yards, 64 and a half. 35 and a half. High. 39 okay. and a half. You're going to go over? No, but I, I just including the drop passes. Oh. All right, let's let's flip the script. Amal loves college football. Let's finish our eight burning questions. Here's four of them on college football, Amal. Before the season started, you said six teams had a chance to win the national championship. Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Texas A&M. Have you narrowed that list down to the three SEC schools? Alabama, Georgia, and Texas A&M. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ohio State is absolutely no. putrid. I'm going to tell you right now, I think Ohio State would have a hard time stopping a MAC team offensively. Tulsa had gotten beat by like an NAIA school or something. <laughs> they lost to UC Davis, the Aggies, yeah, yeah. and they were 24-point favorites in that game. They got run out of their own building. And I mean, and look, they were in this game in the fourth quarter in Columbus. Chris Olave didn't have a single catch. He had one catch, and it was uh, obviously came back on a penalty, so uh, no catches for him. Travion Henderson, the young kid, he's going to be a superstar. We, uh, that I already knew coming in. He's a he's a uh, track guy. He can flat out fly. He can get three rushes over forty eight yards, but two hundred seventy seven in total. Buckeyes defense is hor- horrendous. And I try to tell everybody, the win by Georgia against Clemson is a great win, but. Don't mistake the fact that Georgia Georgia has an elite defense, but Clemson doesn't have an offense. You can't lose four starters. See, this is my argument against Alabama, and everybody sits there and says, oh, they just plug in everybody. Really? The reality of it is then they would have won 12 straight national titles. The reason why Clemson is struggling is they had to replace four guys in the offensive line. You don't replace a generational talent, a quarterback, your best running back, arguably in the history of the ACC and Travis Etienne, and then all of a sudden sit there and say there's not going to be a drop-off. They needed a goal line stand against Jeff Collins' Georgia Tech team that's in year two of what I think will be a five-year rebuild before they're competitive again. You know, there were two games that I looked at on Saturday that were missed lines that I didn't take. Iowa 30 first half total because it takes 31 to beat you, and if you get beat, there's certain numbers you got to live with. And the safety actually brought it into peril a little bit for a push, but you weren't going to probably get beat by it. And then Clemson first half was 29, and I said to myself, this Clemson defense is as good as anybody in college football. How the hell is Georgia Tech going to score 10 points in the first half? Let me ask you this question. Why wasn't Dabo just quarterback sneaking off the one-yard line there? Why did he hand it off and take a safety? I, listen, Yabba Dabba Dummy has never been accused of being a genius, okay? Number two, if the SEC is the best conference, is the Big Ten quietly the second best conference? Yeah, it has to be now because I think if you look at the top three teams in the Big Ten, I would go in this order. Penn State. Iowa, I know you're offended a little bit, being a Hawkeye yourself. Big game on October 9th, I believe it is. Penn State goes to uh, Kinnick. God, what a game. That'll be it's going to be a game. What time is that, 3.30? It's got to be nightfall coming First into team Kinnick. to 17 wins, I, <laughs> I can't wait for that game. That's going to be true. By the way, give Penn State, their team, their coaching staff, offense, defense, and special teams in that crowd. Unbelievable win on Saturday night in the in the whiteout there at State College. Just to, I, I was really impressed with them. And finally, for once, they got Jahan Dotson in there, even though Sean Clifford made him climb the ladder on a couple of catches. This team is tough. I think they're going to beat Ohio State and Columbus right you're, now the way things are you're going. You're saying Penn State won Iowa 2 in the Big Ten? Yeah, Wisconsin 3. Ohio State's not one of the top four teams in the Big Let Ten? Let me ask you this question right now. If you look at the Big Ten, if you take any team with a pulse offensively, we saw Minnesota put up 31, okay? Minnesota put up some backdoor garbage points against Colorado. There's a lot of teams that can score on the Buckeyes. Is Michigan State better than Ohio State? With Walker right now, they look at I'll tell you, Walker's added a speed element to their running game that wasn't there before, and I haven't even mentioned Michigan. Michigan, I, I'll tell you, I was impressed. They've taken care of business in their three games so far. Based on what we've seen out of the Buckeyes' defense, look, the Buckeyes' offense is still better than anybody in the Big Ten. Defensively, their defense is so bad, it doesn't make up for how great their offense is. I would say the only argument another conference could make is the Pac-12. No. Not after Saturday. Not a, oh, my God. Where should we start, my friend? Where do you want to start? You want to start in San Diego? You want to go to the Rose Bowl? 
That, that, Hayner just earned himself a spot on an NFL roster with that performance for Fresno State on Saturday night. I it was late on the East Coast, but it was unbelievable. I was more disappointed in Utah's performance than UCLA. They were lifeless. I didn't even know if they got off the plane for the first yeah. three quarters. Um, also disappointing loss for Herm Edwards. I thought so, too. Oh, that was a tough spot for BYU. They were at home coming off that emotional win in the Holy War. Absolutely right. They had lost nine in a row, bounced back. And how about the uh, pursuit? Was it Algier who uh, ran down the yeah, yeah. Uh, tremendous play to get the strip? linebackers are that slow, though. That guy was really, really slow. <laughs> Got to get some more speed at Arizona State. Hey, Herm, listen, here's how you recruit. Bring in some recruits. Get them over to Mill Street. Just take them to see a few of the girls on campus. You're getting everybody you want over there. Question three, is Matt Corral your early leader for the Heisman Trophy? You know what? It's funny you say that. He should be. Mm-hmm. He should be by a large margin. But... A guy from Ole Miss is just never going to get the love and the respect he deserves. Matt Corral is unbelievable. And Lane Train might be the best offensive play caller in college football. You make a point here, and I want to bring this up in this USC discussion because it's just so interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I know you say Urban. Urban's not going to be. I don't think Urban's going to be. Right. I don't either. They asked Eric, did you did you hear on the Sunday night they talked about Eric Bieniemy because there's been rumors about Eric Bieniemy going to USC since he can't seem to get a pro head coaching job. No. And, and Al Michael said they asked him in the meetings you think you're going to be a candidate at USC? He says, no shot. Mike Bone fired me at Colorado. They're not going to. So, was Lane Kiffin just too immature at the time he took the USC job? And should USC take a look at Lane Kiffin again? I think it's a great point you make. I think it's a tough sell. Mm. I mean, a guy you fired on the tarmac. By the way, Pat Hayden will always hold a special place in my heart for doing that. I've always said that many times that AD should come down from the booth and fire a coach during the game. But Pat Hayden came as close as you can possibly get firing a guy on the tarmac. Um, with that being said, you know, Mike, I think SC is looking for a new coach at the worst possible time. I don't know if there's somebody that is going to necessarily fit what they're looking for that's at a high enough level. You know, James Franklin's a name that emerges. I think Franklin's a terrific coach. And to kind of borrow his own words, he goes, we are a very good team when they lost to Ohio State, but he goes, we are not elite. I think James Franklin is very good. I don't think he's an elite coach. Yeah, I know you think Fickle belongs in Ohio and he'll stay there, but he he impressed me again on Saturday. That team was dead in the water, down 14 to nothing. They rallied cover in that game at, at Indiana. You could have got 9.5, 10.5 yeah. on the end game with the uh, Cincinnati uh, Bearcats here. But here's the problem I have with Fickle. Fickle is about between 46 and 48, somewhere in that range. He's lived in Ohio his whole life. I don't want to take a coach. Because the one thing you have to remember, and the Yankees always do this in baseball, when you bring in a player as a big free agent, are they going to be able to adjust to that media mayhem? Are you going to be able to adjust to the Los Angeles spotlight? Make no mistake about it. Yes, the Rams are there and the Chargers are there. But the SC, when they win, they're as big of a brand in Los Angeles as not, maybe not the Dodgers and the Lakers, but they're still a huge brand. As I was watching the Titans game yesterday, I kept thinking about when USC goes on this search, are they going to try to find somebody like Bozo the Carroll? Who, who, who's that rah-rah guy, right? He's a cheerleader, a player's coach. He can recruit. He, he likes L.A. I mean, you'll probably never be able to create that again, the run that he had there at USC. You, you really won't, and he also replaced the worst coach in L.A. sports history, Paul Can Hackett. Mm-hmm. And the reality of it is, uh, when you look at Pete Carroll, this is what summarizes Pete Carroll to me. In the national championship game against uh, Oklahoma down in the Orange Bowl, Carson Palmer's on the sideline, and, you know, Pete sees him during the middle of the game in the second quarter. He's like, hey, B, he goes over and gives him a hug. Like, he's excited to yeah. see him. That's why guys love playing for him. Lendell White talked about he's from Denver. He was excited to go play for Pete. I think he just had a, a, a energy that they need to bring in. I'm telling you the guy they should hire, they'll never do it. Jeff Halfley, Boston College. He is a young Pete Carroll kind of guy. He's got BC turned around. This guy can win in L.A., and he's young. He's a guy you can keep there. You'll pay him, and he could really put SC back on the map. That Temple BC game was a gift that kept giving if you're oh. in, in game under better. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Final question here. 
How many points is an officiating crew from your conference worth, worth when you go on the road, a true road game? I say this because I would have never bet Penn State if I knew it was an SEC crew in that game with Auburn. I thought it was absolutely they were playing at a disadvantage. They made them punt on third down. They called they called, they called called intentional grounding because a receiver broke a, a route off. There wasn't even any pressure on the quarterback. I mean, that was... I could probably go through seven different things that I thought were bad calls in that game. A couple of things to remember. When it's a uh, non-conference matchup, mm-hmm. if it's a, a true road game, you're yeah. going to have the visiting team's referees. So when Oregon came in, you had a Pac-12 yeah. officiating crew. If it's a neutral site, you have a neutral. But remember, the old model of the SEC, it just means more. And if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That was tough. I, I give Penn State credit. Uh, Auburn played a great game there. and They, they, they did. They, Auburn they had looked a, good. And they had to play their best game of the year to win that And game. I think the Iron Bowl is at Auburn this year, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. When we come back, we'll see if Amal can bounce back with Amal in. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with both money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's a Malshaw. Mixed bag for me over the weekend. I hit all of my two units plays. I win nice. overall, and I did okay in the end game. I made money off the parlay there. The soccer, I, I took two. I, I lose a game with two goals after the 86th minute. Wow. I push a game with two goals after the 86th minute. Uh, yeah. all, over the weekend, I had five middles set up. Where If I got one goal between the 76th minute and the end of the game, I hit the middle. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, had, I was really a break-even or win a lot of money. Right. I hit one. Mm-hmm. Two of the games had no goals, and two of the games had two goals. I mean, I, you get these things set up, and you have to hit one of them once in a while. If I if I if I need a goal to save my life, I'm not going to get it. But can I hold off a goal? I don't know. It was it was a little bit of a mixed bag, but not not bad overall. I thought that Iowa underplay was a really solid play, even though they came out and scored points, 16 points early between the two teams. After that, I mean, you could have kept in game betting that the whole way and and been right. Not only that, the first touchdown they scored was on a great fake. Uh, handoff yeah. going right and pitched to uh, Goodson going left. It was an mm-hmm. unbelievable run. Uh, that was one of those plays, and I look back on it, it just had to make. Um, did you end up, I know you didn't give it out in the play, but did you end up betting Notre Dame? Because yeah. you were really strong against Perdon this week. I, I was, and you know what's funny? Sometimes in the morning I'm sending the plays in, and I remember it did, wasn't on the graphic, but yeah. I ended up going three and four on the weekend, uh, winning with Florida, winning with Michigan State, and winning, uh, I forgot there was another game there, but uh, Auburn La- Under. Auburn Under, thank you. Mm-hmm. And lost on UCLA, Utah. Uh, on the total on the USC game because Washington State decided not to play the last three quarters. Uh, that was a hell of a speech at halftime that the Trojans had. They came out just smoked. Yeah, I thought they were in big trouble to lose the game outright. Well, they were until they got that touchdown right before halftime, and I thought that changed the dynamic, and you could have gotten the Trojans at plus $2. They were only down seven, but they were only uh, minus a half, second half, so I thought there was a chance there. But uh, i tell you, the most impressive team of the weekend for me was uh, Penn State. I thought, I thought Auburn looked good. I think Auburn's going to be a tough team. By the way, you know, Bo Nix... Him and uh, DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson at UCLA, to me, are probably the two best runners, not in terms of passing, just straight runners as quarterbacks. He is fast, and Penn State did a great job in negating him throughout most of the game. I would say most, most impressive for me was, was Michigan State. They, they had to go into that heat. I thought they might wear down. They got stronger as the game went on. I know we were down on Miami. I had a little bit of 210 money line there, so it was good for me. 
But here's the other thing. Their defense looked fast to the ball. They attacked. And plus, I think they suffer some really conservative play calling. You know, once they get in the field goal range, they really don't want to turn it over. They start running the ball on second and long. I thought they could have been more aggressive. But anyway, they, win by, they win by daylight. A couple things about Miami. First of all, if this were real estate, you'd be getting in on a foreclosure on this one. Okay? You look at Manny Diaz. He is 14-13. and 13. Al Golden was 15-12 and 12 in his first 27 games in Miami. So he's actually done worse than Al Golden did. Manny Diaz is not the answer for the University of Miami. I said it from day one. I told you Willie Taggart was the wrong hire at Florida State. And I said Manny Diaz was a terrible hire. And by the way, Mike Norvell, how are you doing over there in Tallahassee? 0-3, first time since 76. Who wants that job now at Florida State? Who would want to go there? Here's the question I have for you. University of Miami under 500. Florida State under 500. University of South Florida under 500. UCF and Florida both have losses. Um, not exactly a great weekend. Think about the weekend for these major yeah. programs in the state of Florida. I can't say it's a bad weekend for Florida. They came they came within a, a two-point conversion of a force in overtime with Alabama. I, I thought... Oh, no, I, listen, I, I wanted the Gators. I was hoping the Gators would win. It was okay. a missed extra point. They got down early and they came back and they were the better team for the last two and a half quarters, I thought. So I thought the Gators showed one thing. <laughs> if you run the football, which is capable, yeah. anybody, it looks like teams are going to be capable against Alabama. I, I think this college football playoff, I could not be more wrong in terms of how I saw this season. This is going to be a wide-open playoff. Okay, let's get to You have one play today, and I have two. Yeah, let's go. It's uh, Major League Baseball involving South Florida. So let's see if maybe these teams can't get a stop here. And then taking the Nationals, Marlins over eight in this matchup. Just two pitchers, Eric Fetty on the mound, the Las Vegas kid going for the Washington Nationals. He has struggled all year long, Mike. I'm just not a big fan of his. I feel like this is an opportunity, really, for both teams to be able to put up some runs. Let's hopefully I can get back on track here after that three and four weekend. So I like this matchup with the uh, Nationals. And then on the other side, you've got Jesus Lazardo going for the Miami Marlins. I think he's going to struggle as well. So I'm going to go with the over in this game. Both guys coming in with whips, uh, com- uh, both of them over 1.35. Lazardo uh, has really struggled since coming from all. Well, he struggled at the end at Oakland. But then since he's got to South Florida, it's been even worse. All right, I have two plays today. They're both one unit. They're both baseball plays. First of a doubleheader. In Cleveland, I'm going with the kid. I, this kid, remember when they sent McKenzie down, Tristan McKenzie, slim with the tilted brim? What's his name? Uh, they sent him down. He couldn't throw a strike. He had a start against the Seattle Mariners where he walked five guys in the first inning. They sent him down. Since he's come back, he's been much, much better. In Minnesota, in the first game of a doubleheader last week, he went the full seven. They won three to one. He's going against Brad Singer here with the Kansas City, who, what a disappointing season. Many thought they would win the AL Central. They're just kind of playing out the string here. I, I like McKenzie in this spot. I'm going to lay the run and a half at home in a seven-inning game and take that price of 140. And then i got to go back to Robbie Ray with the Blue Jays. They're big series for them. They go to the Trop to take on the Rays. Right now, they're a wild card. They're ahead of the Yankees, I think, a game and a half. This is going to be a terrific final two weeks of the year, both in the NL West and that battle, who's going to win the NL West, as well as, to me, to the AL wild card. I'll lay the 35 cents just because the Rays' pen is so good. I'll lay the extra juice and take Robbie Ray first five at Tampa Bay. Uh, look, Robbie Ray's been lights out. I have qu- two questions for you. Okay. AL Cy Young Award winner, Garrett Cole or Robbie Ray? But the narrative has been about Cole the whole year. I think Ray deserves it, but I wouldn't make a bet on it. Doesn't Cole have a fifth, a fourth, or a fifth, a third, and a second finish or something like yeah. that? This is kind of like the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award they're going to give him here potentially. To Rob- me, to me, I can't vote for him ever if I had to vote because I still remember what was it? The 2013 Wild Card game was it 13? Uh, uh, yeah, against uh, Jake Arrieta, big tough guy. Big tough guy. Who gave Jake up five Arrieta. in the first but, <laughs> yesterday. But did it, you watch that game at all? I did not. 
Your National League MVP drops a fly ball with the bases loaded in the first inning. Yeah, I, you you know, cannot hide this guy anywhere. I don't think he should be the NL MVP, and I don't think it should be Bryce no. Harper either, though. There shouldn't be one. There, there shouldn't, shouldn't be, be a one. Wild card. I agree. Although the Cardinals have played really well yeah. this year. Um, what was your second question? Uh, American League MVP. Boy, I'm going to have a long segment on this with Mitch and Paul, but I would give it to Vlad. Otani, close. Otani has completely, they've been trying to hide him now for two months. Uh, he, he only gave up two runs, but he wasn't impressive. He, he hasn't been good. Remember I said since the home run derby, the, these guys have this swoon after the home run derby. Yep. Second half number. Vlad leaves in every single offensive category except stolen bases. I know. And then they said, but what's his ERA? Is that really the argument? I mean, if, Ot- if Otani was a top 10 pitcher, and here's the, here's the most important point. Otani hasn't played a meaningful game since May. I would agree with you there. And, and when you look at what uh, Guerrero has been able to do, it's been unbelievable. It's just an absolute difference maker. Uh, by the way, speaking of MVPs in the uh, NFL, I think Tom Brady's your early front runner with nine touchdown passes. He, he's on pace for 77. That offense is awful good, isn't it? He's got, uh, what, he had weapons for one year in New England. He had Randy but, Moss. I but, mean, look at what he throws to, the talent that he has. The NFL has turned into the Arena Football League. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not you calling Danny old... White back with the Arizona Rattlers. He could be a head coach. I mean, everybody's just absolutely uh, letting the ball fly. You've seen these offenses just flourish. You saw it yesterday in that game with um, the Ravens and the uh, Chiefs. Uh, obviously, Mahomes off to a faster. I'm surprised these can't be the uh, these can't be correct current odds. Correct current odds. Wow, really? Uh, Mahomes and Brady have to be your two choices. Russell Wilson's always the guy who's going to be there for about 11 weeks, and then for some reason they it, won't vote for. It's... Are they mad because the writers didn't? We never had a shot at marrying Sierra. What's the deal? What is the anger against Russell Wilson? At for? some point in every season, he's like the leader. The leader to be the MVP that hasn't ever got a vote, ever got one vote. Well, then again, remember people like Dan Lebertard vote for the Baseball Hall of Fame. What do you think about the Roadrunner Kyler Murray? I think he's great, um, but I don't think their team's going to be good enough. They, they were very fortunate to win that game. That was a game they should not have won. Fun to watch, tough to defend, Kyler Murray. That's I think a great he's statement. Keep, he's going to keep getting better, though. Oh, I do, too. I think he's outstanding. Um, I'm not sure Kingsbury's the right guy. I thought they were off last year. They've been better so far this year. I want to talk about this ticket that's been on Twitter, this 16-team parlay at, at, at BetMGM. I'm all $25 to win $726,000 with Lions Moneyline, the final leg tonight, at plus $4. I've had three separate people direct... Uh, message me on Twitter with this ticket saying, if it were you, Mike, how would you hedge this? I'll ask you first. I have a theory. Uh, so what's the line on the... Uh, you got to lay 550 with the Packers if you want to do it. Ooh, that's a big number. And you I, can't, lay. I don't think you can lay 11 in middle of yourself. No, I, I wouldn't want to do that. Um, I, th- I think you just did lay a small amount on the Packers on the money line. I mean, depending on how yeah. much you want to potentially make there. <sighs> so... I get your point. Lay a small amount with the Packers on the money line. Maybe you, maybe what do you lay here? Fifty-five thousand with the Packers to win ten thousand for your twenty-five dollar ticket. But here's what I do: I play the Packers first half minus seven for a decent amount, for like forty thousand, forty-four thousand. And then if it comes back and it's with inside of seven, if you push, you push. But if it's inside of seven and the game's closer or the Lions play really well in the first half, you're going to be able to get the money line much cheaper than five fifty on the Packers in the second half. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, I'm just looking at this Matt. I'm looking at the plays he's got here. A lot of these were easy winners. The Cardinals, some, you, some dogs, though, here. Well, you have to. You're not getting to, yeah. to uh, $726,000 on a $25 ticket. Titans is, 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 was probably, to me, the most surprising. Pick. Titans Whoa. and Cowboys. I understood the Panthers. Panthers were all the steam. Obviously, the Saints had the, uh, the, Saints had the issues with the, the COVID this week. By the way, though, you, should, you know what you should have really done is taking the $25 parlay and just bet it through the Ravens. And then you could have bet the $125,000 yeah. on the money line on the lines if you wanted it. 
When we come back, we're going to give an update on the Circa Football Contest, including how Amal did, and then we're going to play Wilder Right with College Football Lines Week 4. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network.
Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays in all pro football matchups. They're bringing back the Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread Challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to bet. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER, Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Colorado, 1-800-522-4700, Michigan, 1-800-270-7117, Virginia, 1-888-532-3500, and Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Amal, you had a great first week in our contest here. You got both of your uh, survivors through it. You also went 5-0 and with your singular Circa Millions entry update for the folks. Let's start with Survivor. What'd you do with your two picks? I took the Browns on both of them, and they they moved on. But I'll tell you, it was fortunate Tyrod Taylor went out with the injury because that game, to me, could have been in peril had he not gone down. They were playing well. Yeah. Uh, so this week, now 780 are on the Packers tonight, obviously. Yeah. That's a big chunk. 1180 were on the Browns with you. We've lost about 400 again. So we're, yeah. we're getting down under 3,000 from the original uh, 4,100. So we've eliminated about 25% of the field through two weeks with 780 um sweating the packers out tonight yeah absolutely it's gonna be an interesting game i think uh, uh green bay probably wins this game so i think a lot of people moving on 15 people didn't submit entries this week you know it's funny you texted me that and, and you're critical of them and I, i'm gonna tell you mike you get caught up in the middle of the day you might be out busy whatever there's so many factors i, I think it's a little bit easier to forget especially in the early stages than you may think it's well there's more excuses in week one than week two because you've already submitted in week one in advance to, to, to miss Week one, people, look, people sign up in May or whatever it is, and then life happens. They're, That's what I'm saying. They die. I mean, this happens every year. They're in jail. They're what, whatever. You know, but after you submit, I always say after week one, I would expect there'd be very few, but 15, there were more than the, than the first week. Now, in the millions, there were 31 people that didn't put their picture. I should have been one of those. <laughs> my, my record was about as good as those people that didn't submit. Consensus <laughs> plays went two and three. You did just one game worse than that. Well, let me put a positive spin on my results, okay? I, I, w- I lost 80% of my games. All right. <laughs> I had a bad week. Uh, Washington got me early. There was no chance of covering that one. And then um, the game that I, I thought I had a chance to cover was the Cardinals. You did. They, they were down late, didn't score. They had a first and goal to go situation. They get the touchdown. They're either going to win by the spread or lose by it. They couldn't get over the hump, and then um, the Chargers had a chance to cover Chargers too because well. yeah, they exactly. scored the touchdown there. But Tony Carini got in the way. Tony Carini, I know. They would go up four there, and then you would be in a cover spot. Well, the funny thing is, in the games that I had that I lost on outside of Washington, uh, Chargers didn't cover. They obviously lost the game, and then Arizona won but didn't cover. And then the I, I took Kansas City on the road, even though it's not my type of play. But Mike, to me, I thought KC would be able to dominate. They were dominating a lot of the game from an offensive perspective. But give the Ravens credit; they did well. Uh, I think the um, the pool did pretty well for the most part. And then the other one I had was the Panthers, which also got home there. But um, I-, I tell you what, this Vikings team, I have some question marks about their defense. Was the Panthers and Saints more about the Saints and the COVID or more about these Panthers are getting better and better? No, it's three and a half at home when the line should have been a pick And it's about the Saints being on the road, being a road favorite. No reason for that. I still think Matt Rule's a good hire there. I think he's going to build terrific. a winning team. I-, I tend to agree with you there. Um, and, you know, you look at it, I, I feel like the Chiefs game could have gone either way. Uh, the Patriots probably wound up being the best play of the weekend, right? They absolutely dominated. The other one was Denver. Denver looked really good. There was not even a chance. And even the Raiders, if you had them, you never were in doubt. The Jets might be the play against team in the Survivor. Yeah, more, I tend more to agree so with you. than Jacksonville. Yeah, it looks that way right now. But you know what? Wilson's got a little moxie, and they were in that yeah. game in the first half. It was the turnovers that really killed them. Right, I like this. We are texting with you about some of the lines. We generate the first college football lines here at Circa. 
we're going to ask you, are these lines wild or are they right? And the first one is the one I asked you about. I was surprised by this line. And let me say, first of all, that I'm going to take points with Cincinnati at Notre Dame if I can get them when they play because I've been high on Cincinnati all year. But I was surprised. This game's being played at Soldier Field, the Fighting Irish and the Badgers of Wisconsin. We opened this line five and a half. It got up to six and a half yesterday, back down to five and a half now. Is five and a half wild or right? Uh, in my opinion, it's about a point and a half to two points too high. You'd make it four. Yeah, I think so. I Look, Notre Dame is still a very good team. I get that Wisconsin is better defensively than anybody they've faced thus far. Also, this game being in Chicago, I, I wonder how these tickets are being distributed because I know it's a home game for Wisconsin. I was going to ask you that because you're a ticket expert when it comes yeah. to college situations. If Wisconsin gets the great majority of the tickets, that's fine. But if it's an even, even, there's going to be a lot more Notre Dame fans. This is an hour on the train to well, come in from South Bend. I, exactly. I mean, think about that. Now, granted, you have a lot of Badger alums in Chicago. A lot of people are going to drive down. Not not difficult to get down here for this game, but it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this game. I'm just surprised that Wisconsin decided to go with a neutral site matchup here, and, and they're considered the home team as a home game because, to me, this game at Camp Randall, I mean, think about the economic impact there. In, they played in the a great game against LSU at Lambeau a few years ago. Yes, I remember, I remember that, that one. That was, that was a terrific was game. I respect for LSU going yep. up there and playing in the state yep. of Wisconsin up at Lambeau. That's why I respect Auburn going on the road to the whiteout. Now, Auburn will have the return trip next year with Penn State, but I would like to see more and more of these home-and-home -home series. Jack Cohn, too, goes back to play Wisconsin, the team that he played for. <laughs> what did I text you during the game? What did I tell you about Jack Cohen? I said he's back to his Wisconsin ways. There's a reason why this guy couldn't beat out Graham Mertz. I thought if you had Purdue plus seven and a half, you're kind of unlucky in that game. I thought they played well enough to cover that. Yeah, I would agree with you there. I, I thought Notre Dame also failed in some opportunities. Cohen was missing guys open. They, they had some guys that were wide open. You mentioned the Boston College coach. Yes, uh, Jeff being unheralded. Missouri <laughs> goes to Chestnut Hill to play Boston. Sort of a strange game overall at this point in the season. Missouri uh, is laying two and a half on the road. Excuse me? Missouri Missouri is laying two and a half on the road. Is this college basketball? Is Conzo Martin's team ready to go? Are you kidding me? At Chestnut? This game is at Chestnut Hill? Yeah. Missouri, Missouri was getting, what, six or seven in uh, Commonwealth Stadium or Kroger Stadium in it Lexington? It'd be 35-28 in Lexington. No way. This is, the, this is wrong. Boston College should be the favorite here. This team is better than people realize. Halfley's a terrific coach. Uh, I like BC in this one. Okay, Circle BC. How you take you take the two or you take plus one ten? You ask me that question again, I may not come back for the show. Uh, I just told you BC should be about a five point favorite here. LSU travels to Mississippi State. Uh, LSU lost disappointing result in the Rose Bowl. They've come back and played some lesser teams, including McNeese State and Central Michigan. I was disappointed in Mississippi State. I thought they played really well against NC State, although you said NC State isn't as good as I think they are. They were leading this game against Memphis. They had a very strange play. Did you see that with the punt? And the punt kicked back, and they returned the punt, and they end up losing the game. I, I, I thought Mississippi State, they were in control of that game. Memphis really wasn't able to move the ball against them, and they end up losing. Is this a right line? LSU's laying two and a half uh, in Stark Vegas. Well, Will Rogers has played well so far for Mississippi State. Uh, I thought this was a game they could have and probably should have won. But when you go back and look at this one, and for people that are unaware of what Mike is referring to, it was a punt return touchdown <laughs> by Memphis for, uh, what was it, about 90 yards or something? Well, it bounced at the one and yeah. like came back to the seven or eight, and they picked it up and ran it in. Yeah, Calvin Austin picked it up and went 94 <laughs> yards. But here's the thing. The ball was down. It came to a stop. Mississippi State touched it. The referee is signaling for the clock to stop and to be down. He picks it up and runs afterwards. 
and they counter. It should have been a dead play. Absolutely. I, you see the referee coming and spotting the ball and stopping the clock. It, you cannot. I, I don't understand how you can't go back and change that call there. It was horrendous. It changed the dynamic of the game. Yeah. Uh, so do you think two and a half is right or wild with LSU at Stark Vegas? Uh, I think this line is wrong. I think it should be LSU minus four, and here's why. Remember, uh, NC State was about a two, two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road here. They went on the road, lost to UCLA. UCLA is a pretty solid t- team. We see their offense can move the football. I think LSU will have more success in this game if they can just overcome the uh, Cowbells. The 3-0 and Texas Tech Red Raiders invade Austin to take on the Longhorns. This line was 11 them all. Longhorns embarrassing defeat at Fayetteville. They come back. What they beat Rice like a million 50, to nothing. Fifty-eight nothing. It was, yeah. it, was, it was what was it at half? Like forty-two Four, to nothing. Forty-four nothing. Oh my yeah. goodness! The line was eleven. It's already down to eight and a half. Is the eleven wilder right? Is the eight and a half wilder right? Which line is more appropriate? I actually think the eleven is. Mm. Um, but I'm going to tell you, I have not seen Texas Tech play yet this year. So I, I'm just basing on the fact that I think the Horns bounce back at home. I like the showing they had. They struggled against uh, Arkansas. Razorbacks getting some love in the polls, by the way. I think they're up to number 16 or somewhere around there. Uh, Because of the rivalry, though, I can see why the money came in on Texas Tech. I won't bet this game, but to me, I feel like Texas Tech has really regressed over the last several years. But against the Horns, they always seem to show up. We'll see what the Short Horns have in mind this time in Austin. Washington State got blown out in the second half at home by USC. They travel to play Utah, who has lost to mid-majors in two consecutive weeks. The Utes lane 14-and-a-half of them all, wild or right? Against USC? Utah lays 14 and a half at home against Washington State. Oh, uh, that number is correct. Washington State's a bad football team. Outside of Arizona, who we know is bad this year, uh, Washington State's probably the second worst team in the Pac-12. Louisville stuck it to you on Thursday night or Friday, Friday night, night Friday yeah. night against UCF. Now they travel to take on Florida State and Tallahassee. They are a two and a half point favorite at Florida State. Is this number too short? It is a little bit too short. It should be probably four or five. I like Louisville here on the road. Not the type of number I like to lay on the road. Again, same situation with LSU. But, Mike, Florida State losing that game against Wake, they look lifeless. Hartman and company were moving the ball at will. I can tell you right now, I'm not sure if this team's got much fight left in it. I'll say thank you to Chris Felica, the Bear. I played Wake Forest. He liked that as his top play, laying the four and a half. And really dominated the game. There wasn't much of a sweat there. Not at all. It was domination. Mid-third quarter, it was over. I, I it was over in the first half. Turned the game off. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.